Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana and I have a fabulous guest today. Her name is Vanessa and we will be discussing her higher calling and how to turn it into a business that lights her up inside. So welcome to the podcast, Vanessa. Hi, thank you. Awesome. So this is our first time getting to know each other and just so our listeners can get to know a little bit about what it is that you do in the world. Can you share with us a little bit about your business and uh, um, what you're up to? Okay, so right now I'm a yoga instructor. Um, I teach womb yoga to women. And it's pretty much just a gentle style of yoga that helps women get connected to their inner selves, their creativity, and it also helps them relax. Um, So I've been doing that and I really, really would like to start writing and coaching. I would like to start a lifestyle business. Great. So you're, I'm assuming you're doing all of the, uh, the yoga classes locally in your area? Yes. Awesome. And so now you're kind of looking to take it and grow it and expand it maybe globally? Yes. Awesome. So the coaching. So what? tell me a little bit about the coaching that you want to be offering. Do you want to just expand on the womb healing through yoga or do you have other ideas in, in place? Um, So pretty much I wanted to kind of expand on the idea of helping people find their inner balance. Um, So how I kind of came to this realization was the beginning of 2016, I had a lot of just different life changes just come in all at once. Um, I had a divorce, a move, a job loss, um, 
and I suffered from adrenal fatigue all at the same time. And mm. just kind of through that process, I learned the importance of self-love and self-care and how to take care of myself. And so I was able to holistically kind of help myself get out of um, a depression and just manage my anxiety and kind of get my life balanced and back on track. So for the coaching, I want to do the same for other women, kind of helping them find their balance. Perfect. Awesome. So what is the big challenge or struggle that you'd like to focus on in this uh, reading? Um, it's mainly, I feel like everything's really, I guess, broad. I would like to kind of narrow it down more. Like, I just feel really, I don't know, like, it's like I have the vision, but it just feels really vague. Okay. Well, so maybe we need to get like a message down. We need to figure out who this ideal person that you're here to attract and uh, what kind of keeps them up at night. And, and so that you can kind of focus in, uh, and uh, curate a brand that speaks directly to them. Yeah, that'll be helpful. <laughs> okay. All right. So you have a really interesting chart. I was actually, when I pulled your astrological birth chart, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to talk to this girl because I have never seen someone with so much Capricorn in their birth chart. You know that? <laughs> oh my goodness. So you have a, you have a Capricorn stellium. You have six uh, planets in the sign of Capricorn. You have your sun in Capricorn. You have Saturn in Capricorn. I mean, you have so much Capricorn. So, and interesting enough, we have a lot of similarities. So I'm also a Capricorn stellium. I have my sun in Capricorn and you also are a Virgo rising. I'm a Virgo rising. So on some level, I feel like we were meant to speak only because there's probably a lot of similarities between the two of us. So I'm really excited to do this for you. Um, you're, this is going to be wonderful. So I'm just going to start with the three main planets that uh, probably, probably are the most important planets when we're looking at who you are, what your higher calling is and the impact that you're here to make in the world. And we're going to start with the basic one, which is the sun in Capricorn. So their sun is, is basically how you see yourself. It's not necessarily how other people see you, but I like to think of it, you know, more importantly is it's kind of like your secret sauce. You know, it's kind of like the thing that you sprinkle on everything and, uh, and it kind of makes, and it makes you come alive. So in this case, because you have your sun in Capricorn, Capricorn, I feel like, just because I am Capricorn, that we're the most misunderstood sign of the zodiac. And I say this because, you know, Capricorn is an earth sign, but it's the only earth sign that has a fin. And when I say fin, what I'm talking about is the actual sign of the of this of Capricorn, which is the sea goat. You know, you think about Taurus, which is the bull. You think about um, uh, the Virgin, which is Virgo. But but Capricorn is the sea goat. That means that half of them, right, that, that the part that they show, the face that they show to the world, is the goat, the climbing the ladder, the slow and steady, um, very working, ambition, practical, down to earth. Um, sarcasm, you know, all those faces that we show to the, to the world. But the interesting part and the part that I find is very misunderstood about Capricorn is that the other part of them, the, 
the underneath part is a fin and the fin has to do with water, has to do with emotions, has to do with really deep emotions. So you don't find this as much with the other uh, earth signs as you do with Capricorn, even though they are an earth sign. So I like to say that, you know, Capricorn is the, uh, the closet emo person. So it's like on the out exterior, you'll never know, like almost stoic, like always strong, always showing up in the world, clear headed. But underneath all of that is this, is this melancholic, um, semi-depressive, um, almost empathic in some regard, because they just feel things so deeply, but they would never show that. Do you find that to be true? Yes, that is really true. <laughs> really true. I mean, it's more true, I think, with any sign of the zodiac. And when you have it in the sun, in the sun, in the sun, the sun in Capricorn, you know, this is how you see yourself. So again, it's not necessarily the faces that you're showing um, the world, but it's it's kind of the your specialty. And when I say like it's your secret sauce, um, for me, I really truly believe that Capricorn has a very keen understanding of what pain is. And it's kind of a, it's a natural ability for them. Like they just understand sadness. They understand other people. It's not so much that they're going to be, it's not so much that people would run to a Capricorn to like cry on their shoulder and have us make them chocolate milk. They would come to Capricorn for, you know, logical, practical insights around the problem. But the reason that their insights are so um, helpful is that they understand the depths of what really is going on underneath the surface, not, not only um, in their own case, but for, for other people as well. Yeah, I, f I find that to be true. Okay, so that's, so that's who you are intrinsically. So that's like how you see yourself, you identify with Capricorn, you identify with the natural abilities and the and the work, the ambition, and all of that. But your rising sign is actually how other people see you, and you have it in the sign of Virgo. So I'm so funny. I have so many Virgo rising clients. It's not even funny. There is something about, um, there's something so selfless about having your rising sign in the sign of Virgo. So Virgo is the virgin. They're all about selfless service. Um, they love to help other people. Um, charitable, philanthropic, um, uh, analytical. They like to uh, they like to get underneath the hood of the car. They under they want to understand the mechanics of things. So when you think about how other people are viewing you, they're really coming to you and seeing you as someone that's going to like organize the chaos, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I have Virgo in, in um, as my rising sign, and it's exactly what I you know, the face that I to my clients is like helping them to organize, you know, what is it that they're here to do? And in this case, you know, we're going to kind of unfold how we're going to take your, uh, your coaching business and really utilize, you know, the, the, the methodical brain of Virgo, of really helping them to, um, you know, get their emotions in order, get their thoughts in order, um, get a game plan together, um, look at things from a logical perspective without neglecting, um, you know, how you feel, but just helping them to, to ground them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you have your moon in the sign of Taurus. So you are a triple earth. No, just listen to this. You have, you're a triple earth sign, a Capricorn stellium. You have so much 
ground. You're like, it's like, you're somebody's rock. I mean, you're really from this chart. I don't I mean, we haven't even dig into much else yet, but like you're, you're other people's rock. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> so your moon in Taurus. So you, you, the moon is your emotions. It is your soul. It's all that inner stuff that's going on. And when it's in the sign of Taurus, you know, when I think about Taurus and it's funny, I always say, you know, if holistic fashionista was a Zodiac sign, she'd be a Taurus because she's a rock. You know, she's never going to give up. Um, it's like, you never, you can't push her around. Um, you know, she's the bull. She's a fighter. You know, she works hard for what she wants. Um, but from an emotional standpoint, because we're talking about the moon, um, she's someone that really wants to, she wants to work hard and she will work hard and she'll never give up on her dreams. But she's different than Capricorn in the sense that Capricorn's going to, is ambitious and she's going to, you know, uh, walk up the mountain and get to the top and, um, you know, in a slow and steady pace, almost like the tortoise from the tortoise in the hair. But Taurus is different. Taurus is going to work hard, um, get her nose to the grind. But at the end of the day, from an emotional standpoint, she's doing all that so that she can, un so that she can, uh, so that she can, uh, what do you, how do you say? Um, she can uh, enjoy the fruits of her labor. So when I think about Taurus, she's ruled by the planet Venus. The Venus is, you know, the goddess of love, the planet of compassion, um, finer things, lux luxury. Um, uh, she's uh, also affiliated with law of attraction. So when I think about Taurus and I think about how hard she works on an emotional standpoint, she's gonna, she's gonna burn out if she doesn't have now, I'm going to say this boldly, some kind of material reward, whether that's a day at the spa, whether that's a comfy, cushy velvet couch, whether that's a, you know, fine clothing, something that's going to make her feel that all of this isn't for nothing. I totally agree with that. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So, so Taurus is, um, you know, it's like they can be difficult to pull in. So I think like just because you have so much earth sign, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that you're hard to read, um, um, that they're not really quite sure how you feel about them. Has anyone ever said anything like that to you? Oh yeah, a lot of people. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I get that a lot too. It's very common, especially when you have that much earth that people are like, does this person even have an emotion? Like, do they even like, do they, are they getting this? Like, um, but they, but with all that Capricorn, like, it's more than meets the eye. They have no idea how much you really understand. Right. Okay. So I want to just kind of get, um, I want to get the, I want to get your Saturn. I want to talk about Saturn and Capricorn now. Okay. So I always talk about Saturn when I do these astrological readings because Saturn is basically He's the planet that's going is, you know, he's the natural ruler of Capricorn. So in this case, you actually have Saturn in Capricorn. This is going to be really important to your reading because we're um, getting ready for a transit to happen on December 19th, 2017, where Saturn is going to enter into Capricorn and you actually have Saturn in Capricorn, which is its natural ruler. So there is great financial and physical abundance, like 
waiting for you to grab it right now, especially when we turn into that transit on December 19th. Now, Saturn and Capricorn is going to stay there until March 23rd, 2020. So for the next two, two years and three months, you've got a very favorable um, aspect happening, not only in the present, but it's going to correspond with your chart. So what does Saturn and Capricorn mean? Saturn and Capricorn means that it's time to get a game plan together, right? So Saturn represents work. It represents ambition. Um, he represents uh, strategy. You know, he's the father of the Zodiac. So when you, like, when you think, like, for instance, like when I was growing up, my, uh, my stepdad would always reward us if we got A's on a report card. That's very Capricorn. Like, so Capricorn is basically like, if you get A's on your report card, even if you get a B, I will reward you. I will reward you with money. I will reward you with opportunities. I will reward you with people, um, real estate, um, anything tangible, things that are going to bring um, growth opportunity that has to do with material success. So this is why it's so important, especially, you know, why I bring it up in, in these readings is, you know, discovering your higher calling and expanding upon it is because it's, it's really about structure for Saturn. And the problem becomes is if we don't appease Saturn with this, and, and in this case, you've got it in a very harmonious uh, placement. It's not like you have it in Libra or Aquarius or something, but um, it's like, think about it this way. If, uh, say Saturn... <laughs> I always personify people, these planets and signs. So if Saturn and Capricorn went to a coffee date, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about work. <laughs> They're going to get so lit up going, okay, so I have this idea. I think I want to launch this and I want to do this. And what do you think about this plan for this? And I was thinking if I did Instagram this way, I could get this to happen. And you guys would just be having a friggin' ball. That is what Saturn wants for you. And that's what Capricorn is there to inspire, Cap to inspire Saturn to let, to let him know you can reward me because I'm going to go ahead and, and start building out that plan to make it come to, come to fruition. Hmm. Um, it's really uh, interesting that you kind of like talk about all this. I'm due to have a Saturn return next year. I'm turning 29, so... Wow. Okay. So I'm kind of feeling that 2018 is kind of your year. That's good. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's get it. So that's very, so usually people don't have Saturn and Capricorn, so it's usually not um, as harmonious, but that's a really harmonious placement in your, um, in your chart. So let's go into, okay, let's go into the, the, the nodes. Okay. So you've got your North node in the sign of Pisces and your South node in the sign of Virgo. More okay, so this is no wonder. Okay, let me start with the south node. The south node is um, this is your natural abilities. This is basically what you what you came to this lifetime uh, with already. Is yes, you've probably grown and you know um, worked on these skills, but it's just something that comes to you naturally, and you have it in the sign of Virgo. So you're naturally uh, you naturally want to be of service. You naturally want to, um, you naturally want to give, you naturally want to be of service. You want, you want other people, you want to help other people as a just by nature. Not everybody wants that. You know, not everybody is here to serve other people. 
in that capacity and it's just natural for you. So using the skills of uh, Virgo, like being very grounded, um, being methodical, uh, g getting people organized, that's very easy for you. Do you find that to be true? Um, yes, that is true. Very true. Okay, so on the flip side, so that's your natural ability. That's just something you can do all day, every day, and you should be charging for that for sure. But your destiny or the challenges that you're here to work through in this lifetime have to do with your north node, and that's in the sign of Pisces. Okay, so Pisces is often a fantasy land, okay? So Pisces is not the grounded sign. This is a water sign, you know, the fish, the two little fishies. Um, they are daydreaming about um, mystical lands. Um, they're, they are um, interested in, 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 in psychic, in, in, uh, working on their psychic abilities. Uh, they are very psychic. They're very intuitive. Um, they, and, and the thing I, I always point out about Pisces when I bring him up is it's the last sign of the Zodiac. So, you know, Pisces has a tendency, especially if anybody has a lot of uh, Pisces dominating their chart, um, usually that's where like addiction, whether that's workaholism, workaholism um, sex addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, things like that. It's very Piscean only because, you know, when you think, talk about like the first sign of the Zodiac, the first sign of the Zodiac is Aries. So they don't, they're at the beginning phases of things. So anytime I see Aries in a chart, I'm looking at, okay, you, you're at the very foundational part of the project. But when you look at Pisces, that's the last sign of the Zodiac. So they've basically taken, they're like taking on a lot of the baggage, if you will, from all the other signs. So like Pisces, you know, even maybe more so than Capricorn understands pain because it's got a little bit of all the signs in her. So that's where she's kind of, she's kind of lost in, uh, in this other dimension, like I think about Pisces, I think about people that are living in a fifth dimension, like star seeds or indigo childs, um, empaths, light workers, things like that, where they're really about um, working through their own spiritual development. So when I'm looking at your North Node and looking at your destiny, like what are you here to do? But this is the challenge is that it's about tapping into that Piscean energy. It's about going into those mystical places and diving deeper and uh, um, facing some of the shadows of all those signs that make up Pisces. Okay. So, I mean, I'm kind of planting some seeds here as far as like weaving in. So any, even though you have this very grounded, very practical um, ability to see pain, all of that Capricorn, Pisces is letting me know that we need to weave in, like, and I always call it a red thread, everything that you do needs to have this Piscean energy. Like, I don't know, are you currently, you know, I know you do yoga and you talked about womb healing, but are you talking about intuition? Are you talking about um, the cosmic, uh, you know, cosmology? Are you talking about law of attraction or quantum physics? Or, I mean, are you talking about any of these more um, non-tangible, non, you know, this is a water sign, more emotional and spiritual um, pieces with your clients? Um, so it's like really funny that you say that mm -hmm. because I, I am really intuitive and um, I often have, 
like dreams and I'm also, I guess I can classify myself as slightly clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe it's just like that Capricornian side that's like, wait, like yep. it practical. Yep. I'm gonna discuss this, you know, with my clients if it's not something that you can actually like touch or, you know. I'm so but glad I- that you brought that up because that what it, this is this is but this is the challenge. So basically, let's go back to the coffee date. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so now Pisces is in Capricorn or at the coffee date. Okay, so that's where you're having this conversation. But wait, that's not practical. Practical. That doesn't. That's not tangible. All this stuff. So, so you guys are now like on a coffee date. P- Pisces is like, oh my gosh, do you know that you know um, Saturn's in Mercury or in Metrograde right now or whatever. It's like he's talking all of these. Um, these more like esoteric um, topics and Capricorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I just need to finish this project or whatever. So right now it's like Pisces and Capricorns needs to find a common ground. They need to find the red thread that connects the dots to them. So even if it's like, well, okay, well, I have this business idea, Pisces. Do you want to hear it? And it's like, sure. Like, well, okay, I've been thinking about taking my, you know, my yoga practice of helping women, um, you know, find inner balance. Um, I want to take it to, to I want to start coaching. I want to start writing books. I want to start sharing all of that stuff. Um, but I'm just not quite sure how to um, get them to receive the information. It feels a little broad. So Pisces gets all lit up. And he's like, oh my gosh. Do you know that, and he starts talking about all of these um, like fantastical things, you know, about like how, oh, I, I went on this nature hike recently and I hugged this tree and I got this download and then I went and had a dream and then I had, you know, and then I woke up and I had all these ideas and then whatever. So he's basically, you know, here to be like a little muse for you. So when you're coming up with like your plan, you know, of like, how am I going to harness um, all of my gifts and all my practical um, strategies and all that stuff. But I have this other part of me that's very spiritual, that's very clairvoyant, um, that, that dreams and it does all these things. All, it's, all Pisces really wants you to do is just start talking about it. Start being vulnerable about those topics. So that could be even sharing your story more in your marketing. So even though Capricorn's like, okay, we got this plan, we're going to do all this, and Pisces going, but wait, don't forget to share your personal journey um, in, through your spiritual practice with other people. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've, um, I've actually, like, on my Instagram, I've actually made two accounts. And on one account, it's just, you know, I guess very Capricornian. And then <laughs> I gave myself permission to kind of, like, talk about things, like, different things as far as, like, spirituality and energy. And it's interesting because I'm finding that my other account, I guess the Piscean account, is actually getting more enthusiasm than my regular account. Interesting. And so why do you have two? Are they, what's the difference between the two? Um, so one is just, you know, I'm posting and, you know, I'm talking about things, but they're broad. The other one I'm posting, but everything's more personal. Mm. So I'm talking about like how I feel about things or how it's, yeah, it's a bit more 
I guess, esoteric, as you would say. Right. And the thing is, is that you can blend both of them. I don't know that you need to, if they're, if they're, if you're building one brand here, just bring, it's like you can appease Capricorn just by, by being efficient, by, um, by being clairvoyant and understanding people's pain and, and knowing that every time you share something personal, it, it makes Pisces happy, but it also makes Capricorn happy at the same time because it's building an audience. It's building all of those practical things that we need as business owners. Right. You know? Okay. So we have a few more minutes here. I want to definitely, definitely talk about your kismet client. Okay. So the person that you're here to serve. So I always look at the 12th house for this. This is the house of karmic debts. Interestingly enough, um, I talk about the 12th house because its natural ruler is Pisces, which uh, I believe that when you're talking about a higher calling and you're thinking about building a business based on your higher calling, I always look to um, how is that going to satisfy us emotionally? How is that going to help us work through some of our limiting beliefs in the subconscious mind? Um, what, kind of, what karmic debts are we here to serve? So it's more of that esoteric stuff. Um, so, but when I think about, when we think about who you're here to serve, if you really get under the hood of the car, the person that you're here to serve, this kismet client, and this is my philosophy of what I teach in my business programs, is that you're here to serve people that are just like you. People that are just like you a few years ago. So when you think about all the stuff that you're posting and the programs that you're offering, remember, you know, on some level, they're very similar. They're you guys are mirrors of each other, but you've actually, for the last three years, have been diving deeper into these subjects, which they're at that beginning stage of where you were three years ago. So you never have to worry that you don't know enough or that you need more credentials or that you need more certifications or anything like that because your person is, is always going to be three years behind you. So you teach what that, those three years you have been, you know, that you're ahead, you teach those things to your kismet clients. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So this, in this case, you've got your 12th house in the sign of Leo and, uh, this is interesting. So what I see here is that the type of person, so let me back up here. You came to this planet with a destiny, with a, with a mission, with, um, with natural abilities. We already talked about that. That was your south node in Virgo. We talked about the challenges you're going to face, which is uh, your north node in Pisces, right? Weaving that red thread of uh, sharing your story and, and spirituality and, and being okay with sharing um, your story. But when we look at your karmic debts, your, your 12th house, you're here on this planet to work through your own karmic debts. And as you work through yours, you magically help your kismet clients work through theirs. Mm. So in this case, you've got your 12th house ruled by Leo. So Leo becomes the archetype of your kismic client. It becomes the, uh, the characteristics of who they are intrinsically. 
So when you're working through your Leo, uh, like owning your spotlight, right? That's very Leo, um, getting organized, uh, um, embracing your entrepreneurship, shining your warmth, you know, Leo's uh, ruled by the sun, sharing the warmth with others. It's the same thing for your customer, right? Your kismet client. So in this case, when I'm thinking, when I'm hearing Leo, I'm like, okay, potentially your kismet client could be an entrepreneur. That's Leos are very entrepreneurial. It could be someone um, who already is loves the limelight, loves to be in the spotlight. Maybe some kind of influencer, um, something like that. They could be an artist. Leos are very creative. Um, they could be um, anybody that um, makes other people feel good. It could be they could be authors of self growth books. Uh, uh, anything that has to do with making others laugh feel better, look better. That's very Leo. So if you think about the shadows of Leo, this is going to how this is how we'll be able to pivot the pain, right? The shadow that Leo doesn't show the world is actually the pro one of the problems that you're here to help them work through. So for instance, if Leo is like Leo is so confident, you know, they walk into a room and they just have a magnetism. People just gravitate to them. They're funny. They're light. They have some interesting things to say. They're well-educated. They're creative. They're all these beautiful things. But every single sign of the Zodiac has a shadow. So what's the shadow of Leo? Leo has deep rooted insecurities. You know, a lot of times, I mean, you've heard Robin Williams and many celebrities say this, that, you know, the reason, you know, uh, you know, I got into you know, being a, became a comedian is because I want to make other people laugh because, uh, you know, underneath all of me is like this shadow of sadness or um, of darkness. So there's this yin and yang of every single zodiac sign. But when you think about Leo, it's like they put on the face to the world that's happy and warm and light and all that stuff. But when they close the door, right, when they take a shower, when they go to bed at night, there is always, there is a little piece of that shadow that has not been healed yet. And that is where you come in to kind of open up the door to being like, it's okay that you're going through this and you're, you're, you're basically saying what they don't want you to say, but they feel that way. Mm, okay. So you might want to even do some research around um, the, like even Googling like the shadow side of Leo and, and, and infusing the, that into your marketing message, infusing that into the programs that you offer. Uh, and then, and then the language that you use when you're selling your products, you're selling your coaching, even the title of your books that you want to write, appeal to the shadow of Leo. That is going to open her eyes and be like, oh, how is this person reading my mind? I get that all the time from my clients. Like, well, you just read my mind. I'm like, I didn't. I just know my, my, the shadows of my customer. Hmm. Okay. So how, any, any, how are you feeling about this reading? Is this helping? Do you feel like you're starting to connect the dots about what that red thread could be? Um, how you, your coaching could be potentially maybe a little different than you initially um, thought before we started this reading? Um, yeah, it's been, actually, it's been really helpful. Um, it's kind of confirmed some things that I was kind of doubtful about. Um, 
because like I was saying, like I've already kind of felt that urge to kind of share more of my story and kind of incorporate more of those spiritual elements, but I just wasn't sure. Um, but this readings really helped me connect the dots more so. So I'll just leave you with this because I'm sure like you're, what's going to happen is in the next 48 hours, you're going you're gonna to have more ideas. Um, but I just want to connect all the dots now. I want to kind of like come full circle with your entire um, reading that we've done so far. So mm -hmm. your natural ability is to get things done. You have so much earth in your soul. You're never going to have to worry that you're going to run out of momentum because the earth is always going to keep you grounded. It's always going to keep you achieving your goals and staying organized. Pisces, your north node, is going to inspire you to share more of your story, um, talk more on an emotional level as you're um, building your coaching business online, um, talk more about the esoteric, like really go there and never forget that when you're writing anything, whether it's on Instagram, whether you're writing a newsletter or an article or a book, that you keep in mind the shadows of Leo. If you remember that you're here, you're, you're basically serving someone who's already some type of influencer, someone who's already shining their, their bright light on others, but, they, but the natural thing about Leo is that they want to feel the light back. You know, it's not like Virgo. Virgo just loves to give and give and be of selfless service. But Leo, they want to give and give and, 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 and shine their light, but they want it in return as well. So here you have an opportunity to help them fill their cup back up so that they can continue to share their light. Hmm, okay. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So I want to make sure that you have some kind of next steps, um, you know, as we leave this reading together, that you know what those next steps could be. Can you share with me what you think could be next steps, your next steps? Um, so for me, I think one of the next steps would definitely be to look more into the shadows of Leo. Mm -hmm. And then see if I can, um, like, pick some sort of a problem to solve, like regarding the shadow of Leo. Yep. And making sure that I'm incorporating um, emotion in my story. Yes. To whatever I'm doing. Perfect. And then as long as you've got, once you have that, then you're starting the game plan. And that's when Saturn and Capricorn is going to kick into high gear. It's like, once you kind of meditate on that, on everything you just said, then it's like Saturn's going to be like, okay, are you ready to go now? Let's get the plan in, in place and let's frigging go. For the next two years, Saturn and Capricorn is going to be your new best friend. As long as you get that, those foundational pieces uh, organized enough in your head and enough to be able to share it. Okay, cool. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Vanessa, for being part of the Rising Star Project. This is an absolute joy to read for you. I, like I said, you are the very first one that I've read that has a Capricorn stellium of six planets in the sign of Capricorn. So that's a lot of deep, deep, um, deep understanding of pain. So never forget that that is truly a natural ability for you. And I hope that you take that to serve your clients far and wide all over the world and wishing you so much success in your business. Okay, Angel, thank you so much. You are so welcome.
Are you a service-based provider looking to add coaching to your resume and start reaching a global audience? Well, just like Vanessa, you know there's more to your higher calling and adding a coaching program to your resume is a simple way to expand on that work and serve more people in the process. Whether you offer a VIP day or one-on-one coaching, having a signature system is going to change the way you serve your customers. To learn more about creating your signature system, visit awakenyourhighercalling.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.